Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Kenny. Sixty minutes we've got coming up. I'm Anderson Cooper, and I'm Mike Wallace, and I'm Nick Costums. Mm. And over the course of the next sixty minutes on the show, yes, we're gonna we're gonna bring you a uh, crap ton of bets, uh, bets of steel, National Hockey League. The Only old, a two games late. The old crap. The old crap. Hashtag crap ton. Like <laughs> trivia question. Like any any question involving fast food. What's the answer? Crap ton. Uh, crap ton. What? Oilers Islanders, a far cry from like the Wayne Gretzky, Billy Smith days of the early '80s, but Oilers Islanders very interesting tonight. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Chuck's son, Chris Knobloch. Yeah. Now, now the head coach of uh, of Edmonton. What's the hockey equivalent of uh, What's the hockey equivalent of throwing a second? He like tries to. He like try, like they do the substitutions really wrong. Injured. They like go backwards. Yeah, or something. Or like maybe they're, they can't throw a second. They're like bad in the second period. Like something like or that. Like There's got to be some kind of correlation. Yeah. Like a goalie that like can't like 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 when you pass it back to the goalie, it just like goes in or yeah. something. I don't know. Or they do sure. a lot of hand passes, which are like illegal. You can't do those. They try to do those. Really grasping at straws here, but you get the idea. <laughs> Listen, World Series champion Chuck Knobloch with my Yankees. Anyway, his uh, his uncle Chris will be uh, will be coaching tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. That's an interesting game. Oilers Islanders also cracking abs have played like factoring in the playoff series last year. Like yeah. 10 times in the last, like, 18 games for both of these two teams. Cracking abs. Yep. Um, Cracking abs. Cracking abs. <laughs> Sounds like something else. Uh, NBA best of the best, including, like, I feel like we're all going to bet the Knicks tonight, and maybe they won't cover. I feel like they will, but we'll do give you our, our bets for the NBA inside total and props for the Bills and the Broncos Monday Night Football and all the latest injury news there, including whether or not DeMar Hamlin's going to be active tonight. We think he will be with Micah Hideout for uh, for Buffalo. Lockmas is coming up probably next segment. We'll talk national championship in college football. We have two more games, though, to hit. P-squared, B-squared, Week 11 in the National Football League for today, and then we'll save a bunch of games for tomorrow on the show. You know because it's Tuesday. And we got we got content to fill. Uh, Kenny, bring the music up, please. Uh, the first game that we will hit. I think we're done with Cowboys Panthers, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we're I think we're way done. Oh, by the way, what something else you can tease here? Just I think I don't think people that listen, not everyone will have a stake in this. Uh, the first of the baseball award announcement shows has just begun on MLB Network, six o'clock Eastern time. Uh, tonight will be the announcement of AL and NL Rookie of the Year in the next uh, half hour to hour, which will be Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll. Like we know, who's going to win all the awards, and then that'll continue all this week. So if you did bet any tonight, tonight's the only night that's good for me. The other nights stink. Tonight's great. Um, tonight's really good for financially. The other night's not so good. Um, but if you have any of those bets, just like and you're like, oh, like when are they doing that? It's every night this week, they're basically announcing something. And the rookie of the year announcement's literally going on right now. Corbin Carroll, like one of the best rookies ever. 
Like, takes his team yeah. to the World Series, too. Pretty amazing. Yes. What a great season for him. And for, uh, as Jake calls him, Funner Henderson and the Baltimore Orioles cool. as well. Also appreciate them Jake. getting swept. Maybe that's why well, I took well, the <laughs> to go, go cash Funner Henderson. And also, uh, shout out to the Orioles for getting swept by the Rangers. As, uh, Kenny brings up in the chat, you know, Kenny's brother, Gunnar Henderson. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, AFC South. Yeah. Kenny, definitely f fan of the show. Uh, yeah. AFC South. Jaguars and Titans in Jacksonville. So Jacksonville comes off its bye and just gets absolutely walloped by the 49ers. 34-3, and honestly, like, I don't, that might be a flattering scoreline to Jacksonville. Like, San Francisco at the end of the game, just, like, trying to get a Christian McCaffrey touchdown so we could further a streak, yeah. which ended. Just, like, I mean, that that's, like, as embarrassing as it gets for an yeah. NFL team, the way the Jaguars were embarrassed at the end of that game by San Francisco yesterday, Kevin. I was, like, playing with them. Yeah, just, I mean, it's just, like, I just, it's, it's like, uh, like, let's try to get in this, like, in a professional football game. Like, we, you know what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to do it anyway, because this is such a joke. Let's like and let's like put you in motion on fourth down and like try to throw you like a fade, <laughs> like just to try to get you a, try to get one on one so we could throw you a touchdown. Like I just I can't remember ever seeing anything like that in like in like you know week eighteen or week seventeen maybe like you get something like that. But this was like also great streak. But like you're trying to win the Super Bowl, you're playing McCaffrey every snap at the end of the game. Great, like your legs snapped, sick streak. Like I, you know, like what like what are we doing there too? Yep, pretty uh, pretty weird. Uh, so the Jaguars get railroaded by the 49ers. And then uh, Will Levis and the Titans go to Tampa Bay and get buzzsawed by the Buccaneers. I mean, 20-6 cool. to six the final score. Like, uh, honestly, like maybe a flattering score line to Tennessee, and they lost by 14 in the game. Like, that's a little bit of a come-down-to-earth moment for Will Levis, who I still think is good. Just like, you know... <laughs> Not always going to go great for a rookie quarterback, especially on the road. And, like, we we, we bang on Todd Bowles. Like, good defensive coach, obviously. So it sets up a, a pretty interesting Ken side and total market here for the Jaguars and the Titans. Jacksonville, a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total in the game is 40. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Jaguars and Titans. I would guess that we that we may be on the same side here. We'll see. No, I don't like anything in this game. You like you. I think you like. I think you like Tennessee because you think I hate yeah, well, Jacksonville. Like, <laughs> well, well it's, well, it's less that. It's more like I, I, I don't like to bet Jacksonville to win by margin this year. Sure, and, and I love my. I Freeman. totally understand. So this is this yeah. is Titans or nothing for me right now. But I mean, I kind of want to see like, do you think I'll get a seven? Like, is that possible? It's never Jacksonville in a spot like this, like laying this many points without the offense. There's uh, there's been no movement in this market. Side or total has been basically nothing going on. The under got bet like a half point from open and the side hasn't moved almost at all. And we're close to a key number. And I, I kind of had the game the same way. Six, six and a half kind of made a lot of sense to me. I think creating a Titans number with Levis is still kind of tough. Like you, you don't have a lot to go on in terms of figuring out what this is supposed to be. It does make it a little difficult. Well, obviously, we saw what like Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and those guys did to the Titans. I mean, the Titans pass defense is just so embarrassing. And you would think that Lawrence can, they, Peterson, they can figure something out here to score a lot of points and throw the ball down the field. Just the Jag Jacksonville offense has just been tough sometimes in terms of being really efficient and scoring a lot of points. So my expectation is they should have a lot of success and sort of a justifiable, pretty big favorite. Um, so it didn't make me want to bet anything immediately. I mean, look, it's, it's a division game. It's Vrabel six and a half. If they won, would I be shocked? Not even close. Of course, they're live. Just like, do I disagree that this is the market right now? Not really. Um, you know, maybe get injury reports and, and think a little bit more about it. This one struck me as like not a lot going on here. It sounds like you like Jacksonville, though. Or Tennessee. Well, I think it's 
Well, well, I think it's, you know, I think like there's a case to be made for Jacksonville, whether the offense plays well or not, and that's, you know, Tennessee's deep offense really struggled yesterday against Tampa, and, like, the Jaguars do have a pretty good defense. Like, they got nuked by San Francisco. San Francisco's offense and Tennessee's offense are, are not yeah. the same thing. But I think if, if it's, like, you're expecting a complete game from Jacksonville, like, this does kind of profile as a spot where the Jaguars, like, if there were going to be a breakout spot for Lawrence and the passing offense, like, listen, you play fantasy football, and you have Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. He's been brutal all year. Like, he doesn't, he hasn't been putting up numbers. Like, the passing offense hasn't been great. Ridley hasn't been great. Kirk's been their number one receiver. So, like, on paper, with Tennessee being a pass-funnel defense this year, I think it profiles a little bit as, like, you could talk yourself into, this is the breakout game for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to throw for 300. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. He's going to have, a, like, a monster stat game. And, like, it could happen. Just that, like, we literally, like, haven't seen it. So I think you'd be betting on something, like, hoping that it would happen as opposed to, like, actually, well, you know, they did it last week, so I think they can do it again. Now it's, like, I don't know. It's tough for me to just to magically think they just show up and it's something completely different, even against this opponent. Could be wrong. Like, Lawrence is certainly capable of having a huge game. Just, like... It hasn't happened yet, so I guess I kind of don't think it's going to until they prove the other, until they prove otherwise. So sure. that's kind of my my I think that's fair. On the Just game. one one thing that's just worth mentioning is like because these coaches are obviously not new. They they played a couple times last year. Now Peterson was calling the plays on offense. Or Trevor Lawrence obviously had a great season in certain games last year. The first meeting. Lawrence absolutely cooked the Titans. He scored 36 points. He had a huge statistical game. Second game was the Josh Dobbs game, uh, which like obviously like closer to the vest, Week 18. Uh, 20 to 20 to 16, something like that. Finals are 2017, maybe something like that. It's worth noting. I just brought up the boxes for both just to our point about just the incredible, uh, I don't know, polarizing defense that the Titans play where they can stop the run really well, but against the pass. So I mentioned, I think Lawrence had 300 plus and three touchdowns in the first meeting. ETN in both games did abs, I mean, like less than 20 yards on like eight carries in both games to, uh, to sort of like your, your point. And like these coat, like the, there's a lot of familiarity here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is like kind of a, a lower scoring close to the vest, like kind of a game of Jacksonville's offense going to be a little broken. They couldn't run the ball at all in either game last year. I don't think that's going to change. It's just, is Lawrence going to look like to your credit, like how you were kind of saying it, is this the breakout game or is it, this is what it is. And if this is what it is that like maybe they maybe they lose this game or maybe it's at least really down to the wire close kind of just depends on like are they going to let Lawrence throw it a lot in the game it seems like he'd have a lot of success I I want to talk more about this game we don't have a lot of time but we'll do it later this week I actually think sure. like it's almost like which side do you like in the game does it correlate to a play on the total also it's a low total of 40 so I think that could be an interesting conversation as we move along this week as well you better you bet with Nick and Ken Magnificent Football Monday we will get to Lochmas on the other side and we'll start giving you our bets for tonight on the other side but Ken let's hit one more game here for week 11 in the NFL and this will wrap up the one o'clock slate of games Eastern time next Sunday and it's CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans who are very much in the playoff picture in the AFC in the AFC South race with a head-to-head win over Jacksonville, one game behind Jacksonville in the standings right now. Stroud getting, you know, MVP pub. I don't think that's going to happen, but, like, he's been amazing. And, like, you know, there's a case to be made. This is, like, the best rookie quarterback season in the history of the NFL. Like, he's really been that good. He's got to stick the landing, but it's been amazing up until this point. The Texans, this was as high as five and a half earlier today, but yep. well, it, we're in the dead zone, right? So it's four right now at BetMGM. Houston minus four. 
against Kyler Murray in Arizona. Kyler returns to the lineup yesterday. I, I thought he looked like he never left. Like some of the scramble on the final drive of the game, I thought he looked really good. Houston, a four-point home favorite. The total is 47 and a half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Really, really, really interesting real-life matchup and an interesting betting market. Texans and Cardinals. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the game I'm the most confused by. Bet a lot of strong opinions on the show today. A lot of the big point spread games feel like we had a strong opinion. Um, I I don't know what this is even supposed to be, like spread wise. Houston is a, a really tough team. You can't really use the closing point spreads from their games because they keep outperforming them so much. And they're a new team, new coach, new quarterback. So you have no priors to go. It's just like, oh, maybe they're this. Nope, outperformed that number. Well, maybe they're this. Nope, way outperformed that number. And you kind of just keep like raising it. And then you I, like, what? Is, I don't know what they're, I don't know what this is supposed to be. Also like, yeah, Kyler looked good and they won a home game against the Falcons. I, they're still bad. <laughs> like they're still not a good football team. They're just a little more competitive. So I guess that's probably why we landed in this weird four, four and a half, five. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do here, honestly. And I, I also don't know. So like, if you think three and seven, are like the two tentpole big numbers in the NFL, like spreads tend to gravitate toward one of them. I don't know which one we're closer to going to, like like distance-wise, we're closer to three, but movement-wise, like I don't know where we're going here. Um, I, I can do some stuff on the Texans. Maybe Thursday's a better time. Like Stroud's not going to win MVP. Like I'll like I I I have a very strong opinion. He won't win. Um, people can bet it if they want. I think you're throwing your money away. I can be wrong. Just that's my opinion. Um, but they're the surprise team, and because they're the surprise team. Really tough to rate him, I think. Uh, not sure what I'm supposed to bet here. I did not bet this market when it opened. If you had, so like if I made you make a bet in the game right now, which like, again, like you don't have to bet the game right now, but I think just like, I just want to know like side or total over or under Cardinals or Texans, you have to pick one of the four. What do you take right now? Probably the over. Yeah, I think the over sounds really good, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, but like, to be fair, like, yeah, totals look great in the NFL until a team settles for three one time. Then totals done. You just can't win. So all these drives are like I, eight uh, minutes long. So, and the Texans are I, not good in the red zone. And that was the funny thing is that was true again yesterday. They had two terrible possessions. They like it's just like these inexplicable things happen to them in these red zone possessions. And it's like, yeah, they, they, they're so good. They beat Cincinnati anyway, so they 900 yards. God, if they could ever just clean up the red zone stuff, they'd be in Mahomes at this point maybe unstoppable but it's like they're bugaboo kind of they just they get into some of these red zone possessions turn the ball over in a weird way uh you go for it on fourth down don't get it a bunch of times this year just it's, it's kind of been bizarre I don't think they'll have that trouble against Arizona's defense but but I could be wrong um yeah like over I guess but I this is a high total I don't think there's anything that crazy here what side do you want to bet want... you want to bet Arizona I do yeah I get it. I, apparently, I, I thought we were, I thought we were selling on Houston last week, and then they beat Joe Burrow. So this is what I mean, where they're just. I think they're a tough team to like. I don't know what the bottom is. I don't know what the baseline rating is. There, there are no games. They haven't done this for very long, so it's just tough How to get a, games a handle on what they're supposed in? to be. How many games have they been favored in this year? Is it only against Carolina? I'd have to go back and check to see if it was more than the Panthers. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Because, like, it's one thing, like, okay, what was the like, Tampa here's, number? like, I don't, I don't remember. We'll do it on the yeah. other. They, oh, yeah, they were favored. They were, like, two and a half in the right. game, and we bet Tampa. Yeah. What were they? All right. <laughs> two and a half. On the other side, a little bit more on Texans Cardinals. Lochmas, and we'll start giving you our bets for tonight. 
All right, we'll get to Lochmas coming up in a moment, and we'll get to Bets of Steel as well in this segment. NBA Best of the Best and all our bets for Monday Night Football to close the show coming up 20 minutes from now. But just like like another minute here on the Texans-Cardinals game, I, I kind of do want to bet Arizona in the game. And, and I know, like we always say, bad reason to want to make a bet if they're down at the end, like you want to like have a quarterback that can backdoor. You don't want to be down at the end of the game. But I guess it's just... Houston expected to win by margin here. Where like you need them, you need them by like six to win this bet, like six or seven, right? If they're going to be four, four and a half, or whatever in the game. Um, and I know like they have won games by margin this year. And Ken, you said it a couple times over the course of the show today. Like if not for the Stroud, like insane interception at the end of the game yesterday, like maybe like we're having a different conversation here. We feel differently about this game. Just that like Houston expected to win by a game in this margin and a really good quarterback on the other side. I'm less apt to want to lay it with the Houston Texans here. And look, maybe Stroud goes out there and he nukes him and like just like add another zero, couple zeros to his offensive rookie of the year price next Monday. I, I feel like this would be Cardinals or nothing for me. I reserve the right to change my mind, but that's my initial read on this game. Yeah, one of my uh, most regrettable award opinions is picking that week two weeks ago to fade, not fade him, but just to like pull my money from like that I would I was set up to win a lot of money on him winning offensive rookie of the year and I was like nah I want to spend it let's get some of these other quarterbacks and it like literally was the precursor to the greatest two game run a quarterback has ever had like a rookie quarterback's ever had just like every time I see these numbers I just go I could have been really happy right now I could have just been counting Stroud money from when HN yeah, got hurt we had a lot of Stroud yeah just like was it was it a good bet and I go back and be like well the prices were massive maybe that makes it a good bet I think I was right. The other players were not going to win, but maybe that just meant Stroud was going to win. I was just, it was really interesting the way it came together. I uh, just, I, I didn't say bad or, or bad bet. Regrettable, I think is definitely the word that I would use. Uh, you, you could be right with just, it's just, I mean, two impossible teams to rate right now. Like, let's be honest, Kyler's played one game. And for a team that was, like, destined to get the number one pick, it seems like now they're going to pick, like, eighth or something, probably, because they're going to win a couple games with him back. I don't but know what you think of him yesterday. But like, what do you think of Kyler yesterday? From what you saw, not like, and like, neither of us sat and watched the entire every single play that he had, yeah, or like, like grinded the all twenty-two. You know, right? But just like, <laughs> yeah, but, so, like, but look, like we all, like all, all the of same us, tools we all are there. watch football and can have opinions. Correct. Yeah. Like, what do you think right. of him some, yesterday? Some of the same tools are there, like extending plays. Obviously, he had that play where he like rolled out and then like, like ran fifty yards on one play. Basically, ended up down the right sideline. Like he can still do that. Um, made a really bad throw for an interception. That's like, you kind of chalk that up to like, maybe hadn't played very much or just like, he does that sometimes, but like the things you like about him are obviously still going to be there. Like the, the mobility and the ability to extend plays uh, to create explosives down the field. Like that's still going to be there. So yeah. Like, can he do that against Houston? Sure. Um, can Stroud do that against them? Like, let's not forget like still like a, a large body of work that when teams play the Arizona defense, like and have weapons down the field and i say that because like desmond ritter ended up playing like the second half of that game. like that's not what that was going to be um you can still have a lot of success so I, it's you know i understand wanting to sell houston they gave you the greatest two games they could possibly give you how like what's the likelihood you're buying them here with like a, as a valuable bet at the same time like it, there, it could be valuable. There's no baseline for this. Like, it's not like, well, last year they played at like a this rating. So now we're probably buying, like, this is too high. It's like, no, like a, their their true rating might be like one of the best five teams in the league. Like we have no, we have no idea um, with just how to rate this team. So that's why I'm, I, I don't mind 
when a team wins two, three in a row and like fading the Saints yesterday, for example. I don't mind stepping in and being contrarian when a team has given you a couple really good performances in a row. I just, I can't do it here because like there's no frame of reference for what it's supposed to like maybe this is the baseline this is what it's supposed to be every single week and if that's the case they cover this i mean they explode in this game they play really well they score a lot of points because arizona's defense is bad and they win um so that's why like they're just different than other teams that are also on two three four game winning streaks and have looked good i'll close with this justin this is narrative and i don't know if i'm going to make the bet but you've got two quarterbacks in kyler and stroud that like want the ball at the end of the game and believe that they're going to win at the end of the game. Like the Kyler quotes that came out that Jonathan Gannon talked about, like he was saying like, hey, get in this range to get prayed or a field goal attempt to win the game. And Kyler's like, nah, like I'm taking us like we're going all the way down the field to win the football game here. And look, just because like he could say, like, I could say I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and dunk a basketball. Also, I'm like five, seven and a half. Like I'm not going to. It doesn't have to be that every single game for Kyler. Just that I think you've got two quarterbacks here that are both supremely confident in themselves and are both like really good. I might bet the over in this game, and then it'll be like, eh, settle for field goals, and it's just like these brutal three hours here. Just like my initial thought on the game, Cardinals and the over. For whatever that's worth, maybe it's nothing. Uh, okay, that will wrap up our Monday handicap of Week 11 in the NFL. We'll obviously bring you more tomorrow, four more games or five more games for us to hit. We're looking very much forward to that on the Terrific Football Tuesday edition of the show. We will get to hockey, we'll get to the NBA, then we'll get back to the National Football League for the Bills and Broncos bets, Monday Night Football, side total and props. But right now, move to college football. Our guy Ken Barkley, Santa Locky, is going to tell us how to bet national championship in college football. Can't wait for the Heisman discussion coming up tomorrow as well. In this edition, gentlemen, of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. He's still on his feet. Oh my goodness. It's Unbelievable. The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken. College football only sounds like one thing. It's luck miss time on You Better You Bet. Hey! And that, uh, that work, that's the most work Mike Brown's done in a week. In that video right. doing the play-by-play -play call. <laughs> Great to have Mike Brown back off a week a week cavorting in Cancun. Hey, Mike, here's your penance for taking a week off during football season to cavort in the sun while we're in the, the dark northeast. We we need a new a new highlight for for Lochness. or yeah. we can go back to the Shadur Sanders one. But I don't want I don't want that one to run for much longer. All right, they're yeah, on it. I totally Great agree. Team. Great. Okay. All right. Santa, how are we betting national championship right now in college football? Michigan, uh, the newly minted America's team in college football. Minnesota Vikings, the professional America's team. I saw, by the way, Mina Kimes tweeted today that the Vikings are America's team. I am not suggesting that she took that from me at all. Just that I'm a little upset that someone with more of a Q, higher Q rating than me has said it because now I will no I will no I will not get credit right. for it. So, so Mina, <laughs> Mina has now taken it from me. God, I am not saying she took it from me at all. Just saying. 
I really liked it, and now I feel like it's not mine anymore. Michigan plus 225 to win the title. Georgia plus 250. Bama 6-1. We know Bama and Georgia will play in the SEC championship game coming up at the beginning of December. Oregon at 8. Ohio State and Florida State at 9. Washington at 12. Texas at 20. And I did not think that any Louisville was the next team, so I said, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, Santa, thoughts on national championship? Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, like, big picture, like, kind of the, the gist, like, hey, have you, like, changed your mind on who you like? The answer to that is obviously going to be no. Um, like, I, I still think Michigan's the most likely team to win. We had Reese Davis on last week. He thought Michigan was the most likely team to win. It seems like whatever's going to happen here from an infraction standpoint, the worst of it was him not coaching against Penn State and whatever was going to happen in that game. Now, could they lose to Maryland? Sure. Um, could they lose to Ohio State where they're like six, six and a half in the game? Sure. Uh, could they lose in the Big Ten title game? Sure. Just like the weirdness seems to be like there's, there'll still be a lot written, but like him not coaching and what happened in Penn State and finding out the day before, it's probably not going to be that weird the whole rest of the way. So at least that part of it seems like it's done and maybe he coaches, maybe he doesn't, but it'll at least be less weird than it was where you were like, man, are they going to lose to Penn State because this is all so stupid? And the answer to that, of course, was no, because Penn State can't score and they fired their offensive coordinator today. So like, okay, that was that was pretty good. Um, still think Michigan's the most likely team to win. A couple really interesting things that are kind of coming down the road here so these are not betting yet um but they're just it's like worth thinking about if you do want to bet like if you especially if you disagree with me i guess i would say and you're like no it's way more wide open than that like it's you know you like michigan but it can be so many teams this is the most wide open it's ever been that's what uh we've had a couple guests on the show i think i've said that tim brando came on the show and said that i think that there's like a few other teams that could win the national title and the the decisions that the committee will have to make and everybody says this every year like oh man it's going to get down to it and there's going to be like six teams for four spots and it always works itself out the committee has basically had like zero tough decisions in the history of the college football playoff like the first year not putting tcu in was like a little tough and like besides that there's like almost been nothing it's been like really easy to figure out and the games have just worked themselves out with the five power conferences and the four champions and like cincinnati making it once where it was just it was really obvious like what was going to happen okay maybe that happens again this year except like it's a little later than normal and there are too many teams that think they are getting in <laughs> like that think that they just got it and the projected matchups going forward for a lot of those teams are really easy where like we might for the it would be not ironic but it would just be uh funny if in the last year of the the college football playoff before we expand if the committee finally had to make a really 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 tough decision about what to do and so you know a couple of the hypotheticals that have been bandied about so alabama and georgia are going to play in the sec championship the other piece of news is we have a look ahead market now on that game and it's georgia by three and that was brent mcmurphy who we have on the show all the time tweeted that out a couple hours ago i'll be curious to see how that moves our first thought, just like off the air, I think, was that we like Georgia at that number, but maybe we don't want to bet it right now just because the teams have games left to play. Someone could get hurt, whatever. Um, but like, that's interesting that the difference between those teams is perceived as close right now. Um, so some hypotheticals that are really interesting. I'll just say there are some that are interesting, but almost all of the really interesting ones involve what happens if Alabama wins. And that point spread, I bring up that point spread just to say like, that's actually a pretty likely thing if that's going to be the point spread of the game that Alabama is going to beat Georgia. And if that happens, the types of hypotheticals that the committee will have to deal with, which are incredibly interesting, are something along the lines of 
okay, like undefeated Big Ten champion, and you can pick either team. It doesn't matter. We'll pick Michigan because they're the favorite, but like undefeated Michigan, undefeated Florida State, winner of Pac-12 title game between Oregon and Washington, Alabama, Texas with one loss, and the they beat Alabama, and Georgia with one loss, and they lost. And it's like, you're going to create all these situations, and your first instinct is going to be, are are they, is Georgia not going to make it if they lose? They're going to be an 11 and one, uh, or sorry, a 12 and one SEC runner up. They will not be conference champion. They'll be 12 and one. Are they going to not get in? Which in the SEC is like, you're 12 and one, or you lose it. Like, you, we've had that happen. The team's gotten in anyway. We've had that happen a lot. You play this out. We're not there yet, but there really aren't that many games left. Because like three weeks ago, I'd be like, you're nuts. This is going to get figured out. Like, there's going to be four teams. It's going to be easy. We're getting really close to it's not going to be easy. And it would be crazy if in the last year of the playoff, we had this really tough call. Is the way Georgia doesn't defend the title, Alabama beats them, and there's no spot. There's just, and it's like, it's it has to be that there's no spot. And it has to be that it's like indefensible. Like, they can't be in because, like, these other things happened. Like, Washington ran the table, Florida State ran the table, Alabama beat them, and Michigan won the Big Ten. And it's like, you just can't get in. There isn't a space for you. Like, that can't happen. Normally, these things work themselves out, but this year, just with the remaining schedules, it actually feels like maybe they don't work themselves out, and maybe there's a really, really tough decision, and... You know, you can kind of, I would invite people like play out some of the, uh, Joel Cladd who does the games for Fox had like three of these today. I, he, he didn't pick the ones that I thought were the most interesting, but he picked interesting ones. Kind of play it out. And like, if you like a team that you think gets in a little more often in that space, keep in mind that like Georgia loses, maybe they just don't make it. They're the co-favorite right now to win the national, maybe they're just not even in. And what happened? And by the way, if they're not in, I hope I'm right about Michigan. But man, it feels wide open that if Georgia's just not in, you got like vulnerable Alabama, Florida State, like these teams, like then you get something really wacky. So if you like a team, I'd invite you just as we keep going, like play this out. There are some ways Georgia doesn't make it. There's obviously some ways, you know, like uh, Ohio State, if they lose to Michigan, people might be like 11 and one, they're in. They're almost never in now with all the teams that are winning down the stretch. Like it's just, it's really tough. Um, play this out. There's, I think for the first time in the playoffs history, we're late enough. There's a real chance it gets really nuts. I like Michigan, but that doesn't mean I have to be right. Just, uh, you know, something to pay attention to in the next few weeks. Heisman tomorrow will obviously be a bananas discussion. We'll have some polling by then and, and can't wait to talk about that with Jaden Daniels. Resurrection <laughs> should be ridiculous. So. It, it, it feels like this college football season, and this could just be me as someone who, like, marriage depends on, like, not sitting in front of the TV all day, every day, every Saturday. It feels like this college football season has not had, like, a ton of juice overall. I feel like we are going to get ramped up in, like, a significant way. There's going to be a lot of excitement down the stretch here and into sure. the playoff in the national championship. Also, sure, like Georgia and um, Alabama. Washington, Oregon, I'm, the rematch in the Pac-12 title like, game I'm, for a playoff spot. I'm, yeah. I'm fired up for that. Also, just like, and we'll do all our bets on the other side, one year from now, 12-team playoff. I think it's it's going to be really fun. It's yeah, Every time every time somebody puts be... a bracket out, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Playoff yeah. sim in college football next year on the show? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, when we bet futures baby. next year, you can bet crazy teams next year because like you're going to have upsets teams are going to make it all our bets for tonight hockey nba monday night football on the other side 
Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, thank you. So then we're going to give out like a billion bets for tonight. Can't wait for it. Uh, one wonderful guest on today's show, our friend Drew Densick, the whale camper. Thank you very much to whale. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Our technical director, Tyler Morales. Our engineer, Kenny Henderson, a.k.a. Kenderson. And our video producer, back back from his like month-long tropical vacation. Always great to have downtown Mike Brown in the house, in all seriousness. It is always great to have downtown Mike Brown in the house, the best in the business. Mike, hope you had a great vacation. Now, now it's great to have you back in our icy clutches from now until the Super Bowl. So thank you very much to our friend downtown Mike Brown. BetMGM Tonight is coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza. Do not miss it. Hockey, NBA, and NFL sweats coming up from the crew tonight. BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern here on the BetQL Network. All right, let's get to bets for tonight, and we will start on the ice, Kenny, with Bets of Steel. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. In the interest of time and the computer not blowing up, we won't drop the puck tonight. Let's get to the bets. Uh, Ken, let's begin in Edmonton with the Oilers and the Islanders, uh, Edmonton first game after firing head coach Jay Woodcroft. Chris Knobloch, uh, Chuck's son, is the uh, the head coach for Edmonton here. Uh, I believe this is Sorokin and Skinner as the goalie match of Edmonton. Like a pretty decent-sized home favorite of minus 160 against the Isles. Bets here, please, for the Oilers and the Islanders. Islanders got steamed a little. Maybe not on, like, Woodcroft firing, but just maybe confirmation of Sorokin, I guess. Except here's the thing, like, he hasn't been very good this year, like, at all. Uh, his metrics are actually pretty poor and way worse than his baselines. And you're getting a discount on the Oilers against him. I, like, I'll be stupid. I, I like Edmonton in this game. I, like, Sorokin hasn't shown me anything yet this year. And until he, he's going to go on some insane streak in, like, February, by the way, when, like, 19 consecutive starts. That isn't that this. Uh, yeah, I just, I like the Oilers. I think the Oilers are more likely to win than this price in this exact game. I think the Oilers stink, and maybe maybe they like turn a corner now after firing the coach. And I know like they they won the game, like Woodcroft's last game. I understand that. Yep. Also, like I don't I, I don't think they're very good, and Sorokin's playing tonight. Uh, I'll put a couple bucks on the Islanders the the reverse puck line. Islanders minus a goal and a half plus three ten. That's the payment to BetMGM. Mm. I think the Islanders minus a goal and a half. The reverse puck line at BetMGM tonight. It's like nineteen eighty all over again for the New York Islanders. And Ken, the only other hockey game tonight is the Kraken and the Avalanche in Colorado. Any bets here for this game? The goalie matchup is definitely not inspiring. Excuse me, by the way. I'm sorry. The game is in Seattle. My bad. Seattle hosting the game against Colorado. Georgiev has been really bad um, versus how he started the year. So this makes me a little nervous. There's a a ton of offensive injuries combined for both teams. um, And there's a ton of familiarity. Uh, That would lead me to the under on six and a half. Minus 20, I have no idea who's going to win. But like like the under in the game, uh, they, they played twice this year. One was 4-1, one was 4-3. Not sure that's predictive here, but kind of like hurt versions of both teams. And uh, and they played each other a bunch. I like the under. I agree. And like Colorado's kind of like skidding right now a little bit. I kind of wanted to play them. I won't. I like your thought on the under. I'll play the under in this game as well. So we'll go mono e mono on the Oilers and Islanders. And we are simpatico on the Kraken and the Abs. And uh, only two games. So that was our bets of steel for Monday night in the National Hockey League. All right, Ken, let's go through our NBA bets here. Fade the music up, please, Kenny, if you can. Uh, Best of the best in the association tonight. We've got four games tonight in the NBA headlined by the Celtics and the Knicks in Beantown. Ken, what is your best of the best side for tonight in the NBA? 
I think we're all on the Knicks in this game. And I know RJ Barrett's like a game time decision and may not play. I think that's like guided some of the market movement, just uh, the history between the teams. And uh, the Knicks play the Celtics really, really tough. Whether whether uh, Barrett plays in the game or not, it's a big number. I'm still not sure Boston is this. I think Boston might be like the Cowboys. I think they play a team they're way better than. It's run up the score time. It's like huge number time. That's not this. And uh, and so I would kind of question in like a, a you know, a game against like a competent playoff team, if they should really be this big of a number. I like the Knicks. I love the Knicks. These two teams, I feel like, always play close games. It's kind of like a Styles make fights. Knicks and Celtics play. The game's always close, and the Knicks are always live at the end. Uh, I don't know that the Knicks are going to win the game tonight. Boston's really good, obviously. But, I, I mean, this is just like, I, I see the point spread. I click the button, and whatever happens, happens. Easy bet on the Knicks. Doesn't mean it's going to win, but it's an easy bet for me to make. All right, so we're both on the Knicks as our best of the best side. What's the best of the best total tonight in the NBA, Ken? I wanted to make sure I don't uh, I don't think we're going to. Yeah. OK, this is perfect. Great. Uh, Lillard and Giannis are going to play and Caruso is out for the Bulls. Let's play the over against Milwaukee 230. Uh, one of the stories early on in the season is the Bucks are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And it's because their coach isn't very good. And Bud was. And they're having a lot of trouble with that. So uh, over on them. And I think they'll be able to score against Chicago and Chicago's best defensive player by far is not playing in the game. Okay, uh, I will play the over in the Cavs-Kings game, especially now that it looks like De'Aaron Fox is going to be back based on how this game has gotten bet with Cleveland. Now is like a one-point road favorite here. Fox is officially listed as questionable on the injury report with his ankle sprain. Total right now in the Kings-Cavs game is 226.5. I'll play the over with De'Aaron Fox expected back. Over for me with the Cavs and the Kings. Ken, favorite prop for tonight, please, in the association. So uh, OG Ananobi is not playing for the Raptors. Uh, I think uh, Gary Trent's not playing for the Raptors. Scotty Barnes is playing. One thing that's been true with Washington all year, Poole especially, extremely loose with the basketball. They're, I mean, they're, like a, they're a team that obviously doesn't take the games very seriously. They turn the ball over a bunch. Barnes is like one of the best three to four players defensively in the league right now in terms of how he's playing. I'm playing like all the alt overs and the over on his blocks and steals tonight. So it's like I mean, he's by far the best defensive player on the court facing a team at home that's going to turn it over a bunch over one and a half steals two plus blocks three plus blocks these kinds of alts that have good prices uh those are my props for tonight scotty barnes defensive based stuff uh, i have scotty barnes over points tonight scotty barnes over 20 and a half points over at bet mgm so you and i was a patico on that one i've got a what, what do you think of the Keegan Murray? We talked about this off air. Like, I was in on this prop. He scored 24 points in the Kings last game. Like, they really needed him to step up, and he finally did in the last game in the absence of Fox. If Fox is back, does that, I, I guess it kind of gets nerfed, right, if he's going to play in the game. 16 and a half was the number. I guess I'll lay off it yeah. tonight. Just don't, just don't know what that's going to be. I agree with Whale came on and gave out the Cavs now that the number crashed. With Fox probable, I agree with that. It wasn't, I like the Knicks more. I do like the Cavs in the game. I think the Cavs, like the next month, six weeks, are going to be a big buy team for people. Allen and Garland have been back for a few games. This was the number one defense in the league, basically, when these guys were together. Fox first game back, it's always like a trend I like to play against Star first game back. So I, I think because you get a break on the price a lot and they may not be all the way back yet. Uh, I like the Cavs also. They can call that best of the rest. Yeah, I'll... I'll Good enough for me. I'll play the Cavs in my best of the rest as well. I got a I got a fun angle here, and then we'll get we'll get to the NFL in a second. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly. That was a lottery pick mm. for the Washington Wizards. Played in France with Victor Wembanyama. So Daniel Gafford left the game yesterday for Washington. He came back into the game. But Koulibaly came in and scored 20 points on like seven rebounds and three assists and a block. Uh, he's good. 
the Wizards are bad, and like I think they're going to start playing him more based off that. So I'm going to take a bit of a shot here because Gafford is playing tonight for the Wiz, and I'll play Koulibaly over 6.5 points tonight. So Koulibaly over 6.5 points for my best of the best prop on the road in Toronto against the Raptors. So this is just like, I think he's good and he's going to start playing more. It's kind of like similar to some like the NFL props that I play sometimes where I like, want to get ahead of like uh, a player playing more or playing better. So Koulibaly over 6.5 points. And those are our NBA bets for Monday night, which means we can now handicap Monday night football, side total and props with the Bills and the Broncos. Kenny Henderson, kindly, sir, please drop that dope-ass beat. All right. BetMGM is our show sponsor. BetMGM is the king of sports books. BetMGM has their Refer a Friend program. All you got to do is sign in and click on the Refer a Friend tab. In just a few simple steps, both you and your hashtag buddy will receive a $100 bonus. That's pretty awesome. Details can be found on BetMGM.com. So download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. Also, download the BetQL app for all the tools you need to take down the sportsbooks, including the five-star plays. Uh, BetQL likes Gabe Davis over 37.5 receiving yards. BetQL got a good number. It's now 40.5 receiving yards. I know because I'm going to talk about it coming up in a couple moments here. Uh, BetQL.com and the BetQL app. Ken, let's get into it for Monday Night Football and just some injury stuff before we do. Uh, Leonard Fournette inactive in this game for Buffalo. He has not yet been promoted to the active roster, so maybe next week Leonard Fournette will make his Bills debut. DeMar Hamlin is active tonight and will play for Buffalo. Micah Hyde, one of their safeties, is inactive tonight. So DeMar Hamlin will be active for a second game of the season tonight. Buffalo, a seven and a half point home favorite, the total 47 and a half. Yeah, nothing really new here for me, um, especially with the number basically being the same, even a, a half point different uh, on the side that I like. I like Denver in the game. We've liked Denver in the game all week. I've bet Denver already. I have seven and a half. If you want to bet eight, great. Um, this is a play against the Bills defense, most notably. I think the Bills are are likely to win, um, but a team winning by margin when the defense is as bad as theirs, I think is really problematic, and it's an advantageous situation for Denver. Their defense played really well going into the bye. I think that's going to continue. Wilson's been pretty good. I think they can at least keep the game close against what has been like a very, very, like a frustratingly bad Bills defense. To the Hamlin thing real quick for people that are like, oh my God, like comeback player of the year. Uh I expect him to play on special teams, which is what he did when there was one inactive safety in the first game that he played. Don't expect snaps on defense. Um, so if, if you're like, oh my God, this is going to be a huge game for him. I don't think that's what this is going to be. And we can talk tomorrow about maybe the applications of what happened tonight. Uh, give me the Denver Broncos as well in the game. We talked about it all week. And just like Buffalo always, when they play at home, is in this range as a favorite against a team rated like the Broncos, like more than seven, less than 10. It's like, is it time that we start rating Buffalo a little bit differently? And maybe the answer tomorrow is an emphatic no, and then we can have a conversation about their game next week against the Jets in Buffalo. Uh, I, I, I think it is time to start rating them a little differently. I like Denver in the game. Give me the Denver Broncos plus the points, which means it's now time. Now that we bet side in total. How about a not just a, win, a winning day? Now, the Brees Hall kind of going under in Sunday Night Football really sucked. It was my favorite one of the day. But otherwise, a winning weekend for the Prop King including a couple anytime touchdown caches at big prices with Ty Chandler and Keaton Mitchell. It's now time. But I don't get, do we, I guess we don't have enough time. Yeah. Maybe we can just bring the yeah, music up here. Ba, 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 no ba, ba, ba. Now descending down. Thank it's you. a really king costume. Uh, well, yeah. well, can we have Tyler pop on here? Tyler, can you say all hail king costumes? Now approaching the betting window. Yeah, we don't have time for it. Bring it down, please. Yeah, bring it down. Thank bring you. it down, please. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Please bring it. Please, please bring it down. Yeah. All right. I'll just give okay. you the bets here. Okay. Uh, I, da, da, I'll do da, da, it on for the prop king tonight. Uh, bet, bet QL likes Gabe Davis 
over receiving yards tonight. You know who else likes it? The Prop King likes Gabe Davis over receiving yards tonight. Gabe Davis airballed last week against Cincinnati, like literally like zero catches, only two targets in the game. I think that was more of an aberration for Gabe Davis. Stephon Diggs likely to see more of Patrick Sertan. I think they're going to get Gabe Davis some easy targets in this game. Give me Gabe Davis over 40 and a half receiving yards. And I think coming out of the bye, Denver will give Javante Williams the backfield at the expense of the McLaughlin group. Javante Williams over 54 and a half rushing yards. And I don't want to bet Marvin Mims over receiving yards, but they're going to start working their second round pick more coming off the bye. Let's instead play Marvin Mims. Anytime touchdown is a way to play on Marvin Mims. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And until then, wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck.